Hello and welcome everyone to episode 29 of the VGC Trainer School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I'm Jake and I'm joined today by three co-hosts who are all excellent in their own regard. Thank you all very much for joining. We have quite a bit to get into, but let's welcome in these folks. So the first one that we have coming in, a special guest host, Tim of Lab Mouse fame. So Tim, what's going on? Uh, welcome in. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. What is Lab Mouse? We're going to get into it in, in just a bit, but what is it and uh, what does it do? Well, to put it simply, LabMouse is a VGC tournament analysis bot, which you can use to give full breakdowns and analytics of Pokemon tournaments, probably far more than most people would typically need. But it can provide usage statistics, complete breakdowns of movesets per Pokemon, and generate Pokepastes for every team in a tournament. That's really cool. That is, um, that's something that that's really, really neat that you put together because it's cool to see breakdowns of like official tournaments on victory road but being able to see the limitless stuff that you're able to pull together is very very neat because it gives just additional avenues of statistical analysis for people to understand what's going on especially with regulation d coming up and no official tournaments for people to utilize so i'm uh very excited to learn more about that in a bit but uh other than that how are you doing not really a whole lot. Finally getting a break from uh, constant updates to the bot. I cool. think we're, I'm actually at a good state now that I can just let it at least not touch it until uh, after Worlds. All right. Uh, well, cool. We will talk more about that in just a bit. Uh, next up, welcome back to the podcast. Will, how are you doing, Will? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So uh, what's new with you in the world of Pokemon or just in the world in general? In the world of Pokemon, not very much. I kind of took a mini break since uh, Hartford where I attended and I think that was the last episode I was on here. I kind of like sprinted leading up to Hartford and really tried to grind and play a lot. At least as for me, it's all relative, I guess. But for me, I kind of that is playing a lot. Um, and since then, I kind of want to like decompress a little bit, not stress and think about Pokemon too much. So I haven't been playing a ton, but still trying to kind of play a little bit here and there, follow the metagame, keep up, get ready for Regulation D. It's been pretty easy to stay up to date with everything that's happening because of this really cool tool, LabMouse, that I've been playing around with. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, <laughs> but it's made it pretty easy for me to keep up with going-ons in the metagame. Nice. That is that is cool. And yeah, that way you can still play Tears of the Kingdom and feel like you're not missing as much, which is good. Yeah, I kind of uh, annoyed my wife because leading up to Hartford, she wanted to play Tears of the Kingdom. And I said, yeah, that's fine. We'll get that. But we're not buying it till after Hartford because <laughs> for this week, I have to play Pokemon. I'm sorry. I need the Switch to play Pokemon. Yep. Uh, so once I got back, we've kind of just been grinding Tears of the Kingdom. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, I'm excited to get into Regulation D. And it's, uh, it's going to be interesting once it gets on the ladder in just about a little over two weeks now. And last but certainly not least... Welcome back. Also, Spicer, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jake. Thank you for having me again. It's been a minute. Just been messing around a little bit on Reg D, but a lot of Tears of the Kingdom. 
cool um mostly just that all right cool well uh you know regulation d once when a new regulation drops you know it definitely if nothing else it creates a fervor to to check things out and yeah uh, there's a a lot of content to see for sure that's like kind of what i've been doing a little bit more than playing myself even though i do have like two meme-ish teams at the moment I wouldn't say that four genies is necessarily memeish, but it is. Uh, it's fun <laughs> to see for sure. It was once a meme back when I did it last generation, and now it's weirdly competitive. Yeah, it's wild. But I had to throw uh, Sandy Shucks and Espathra on the team just to make it a little more memey. Sure, that makes sense. Cool. Well, for me, I've been doing like a, a little bit of a lot of different stuff. Uh, played ladder for the first time in a while last night so that was that was interesting it went pretty well then i've actually been playing radical red also in my in, in my spare time trying to do a a blind nuzlocke on that which is very Whoa. difficult but i've been enjoying it it's kind of cool to like to do like the the randomized abilities and stuff and see how that works out i had a gorilla tactics dust skull <laughs> which was or dusclops rather which was interesting with uh with shadow punch and shadow sneak and i gave it like a a ghost boosting item that was kind of funny also getting how's back that? into uh what how's that nuzlocke going oh it died a long a while ago i think i i crapped out <laughs> in like lieutenant's Earth or something so you're gonna start over on hardcore mount hardcore mode right i could i try that give it a shot but i have to look at the dock you know to really do that well because i can't do that blind you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. That's what I've heard. So Jack Black told me. And other than that, getting in draft league, doing a little bit of that. So that's been cool to to check back into as well. And play some knack decks with Mega Evolution, which I haven't done in it feels like a decade almost at this point, which it's kind of getting close to that, which is also wild, but that should be cool. But cool. Let's jump into the news segment here before we talk about the topic at hand. So uh, oh, real quick, the uh, the agenda for the episode, as we always do, we do have some news to cover for today. And then the topic that we're going to be talking about is Lab Mouse. And so getting a better understanding of what that does, how you can utilize it, and what place it has to better learn and understand a meta by specifically focusing on regulation d well let's get into the news so tim can you please take this first one yeah of course so there is a new special event that will be happening this weekend on june 24th in puerto rico it is the last na tournament before the ultimate showdown at naic very cool. Yeah, this was recently announced, or recently, I guess, is relative, but it was like kind of just like popped up, I guess, out of nowhere uh, a few weeks ago. So it's kind of cool that we're going to have it this weekend. We'll see if there are any anything changes between you know from last week to uh, to this week, but it could be could be interesting. Expecting uh, a rain heavy meadow with the weather forecast they have over there. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? It has done well recently. So maybe, maybe, uh, you know, the outside will end up being what's in the game. Yeah. It's like rain is like tier one, right? Or maybe not rain necessarily, but like tornadoes with hyper offense. And they usually have rain dance on their set. 
Oh, for regulations for for D, yeah, that's definitely yeah, been D. very popular. Oh yeah, my bad. We're not talking about D. Yeah, this will be just C. Side note: I think it is a missed opportunity that you can't select the location for a uh, a union battle. Like, how cool would it be to battle in Puerto Rico at the special event and everyone play at the beach location? I think that'd be neat. We're not going to get into missed opportunities for Scarlet and Violet, though. We don't have time. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. That's that's a, a much longer episode for sure. Um, well, guess from from one island to another. Will, can you take this next news item, please? Sure. Uh, we have a winner for the Japan Nationals 2023 season. It is Kaito Ari. Congrats to them. They ran a team consisting of mouse ape, grim snow screens with iron hands, Ting Lu. And I think the big tech that everyone's kind of been talking about is acrobatics talent flame with no item. It's a yeah. pretty cool tech because you don't break go wings on your first attack like you do with Brave Bird. Obviously, at the cost of an item and a little less base power, but if they don't target down that talent flame, you just keep attacking with priority. So pretty cool. All members in the top eight for Japan earned a day two world invite also, with the top four also getting a travel award. I hope that the uh, members of the of the Asian Pokemon scene, I wish them all the best. Their year has been mired in uh, some very unfortunate situations, but mm, good to luck say the to least. Us. Good luck to all of them competing in worlds and being able to keep it keep it at home for the first time. I believe is is pretty cool. Do we actually have confirmation on rule sets for worlds? Be just uh, due to the fact that the uh, Pokemon in uh, Asia typically ran the best of one, while North America was running the best of three. So Worlds is always best of three, or at least has been for as long as I can remember, which is always why it's, it's interesting when the Japanese players will able are able to just shift so dramatically like shift that that uh, like make that shift and still do extremely well in the Worlds formats. Now, it's funny you ask, we don't, what was the format? I don't think it's technically been confirmed whether it's regulation C or regulation D. All that they've really said is that it's Regulation D on ladder from July 1st through August 31st. Hmm. But it's really? yeah, not necessarily confirmed point, that it's a Worlds. They also haven't confirmed open team sheet or closed team sheet. That's True. the other difference. What? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because you're only, we're, uh, le- it's less than two months away at this point. Regardless, we're going to have a lot of players that have to dramatically shift their play style. Yeah, what, that's very, like very true. that's like the World Series of Poker ending with a blackjack tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like going in playing like five card draw the entire time, and then you get there and it's seven card stud. Yeah, I totally know what that means. You live in Vegas. You should understand <laughs> how to play poker. I'm trying to keep my money. I can't be over there on the strip. That's fair. That's fair. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see if we get some confirmation on that here coming up. And cool. speaking of Japan, Spicer, can you take this last one, please? Speaking of Japan, there are some new details about events that will happen at the World Championships in Yokohama. There will be a small festival, uh, a dance show, wow, a Pikachu march, and a cruise ship docked to save the planet near the event the trainers can tour to trade and battle with others and 
if you talk to the captain of the ship, you'll get HM cut in real life, so you can slice down trees. I think you got to rub his back first. <laughs> oh yeah, he's gonna. At least sick. you don't got to find his dentures in like a you know a, a jungle. <laughs> and then there's gonna be a a truck parked nearby. You go under there and you find Mew. That actually would be kind of funny. If they had plushies underneath of a truck, and uh, like the Pokemon Center pop up they'll have. I wish. And if yeah. you bring your eradicate, it'll die. What? <laughs> I don't know that one. Oh, it's, you don't know uh, about like the lore, the the implied lore that's in like the YouTube videos of like, oh, the Pokemon things you didn't know is that Gary had eradicate and a red tata, but then when you see him at the Pokemon Tower, he's grieving and he doesn't have eradicate because you killed him in the last battle at the SSN. Well, that's brutal. I would just assume that it was in the PC because it sucks at that point. Huh. I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> also fair. He came at me. Yeah, exactly. He said, smell you later. And it was, it was over. Cool. Well, that is, that is the news for this episode. Let's, so let's get into talking about lab mouse. So Tim, again, thank you so much for coming on when this bot started to make its rounds. I was like, this is really cool. I am very uh, very interested to see how this is going to work, especially with the Discord integration. It makes it very easy to be able to be in these Pokemon communities and talk to each other and just quickly pull up statistics as you are team building together by just having access to the bot. So we've already described what it is and, and how it and like how it is able to provide this information um, for people that are a little unsure. What are some important commands that you can use once it's been installed in order to appropriately get the information that you're looking for? Uh, well, I think the the two main ones to get started would be the uh, exclamation point is the trigger. And then you can say exclamation point manual or exclamation point help, which will uh, give you a full list of the commands. But some of the most common ones are stats and Pokemon. So stats, if you provide it with a tournament URL, it will give you a full uh, breakdown of a existing tournament that has completed, including the uh, the top teams, the top Pokemon, pairs, cores, items, terra types, as well as a full list of uh, all the Pokemon and what they are using and comprehensive teams. And then the uh, Pokemon command is super handy because it not only looks at a individual tournament, it actually looks back at the eight most recent large tournaments and it can give you uh, trends data to see what has been getting or less popular over time. Wow, that's really cool. And so the the eight most popular and that's like a rolling, I guess, most recent eight. How do you how do you define what makes the cut? So the top eight tournaments are typically official regional tournaments. And I did recently add a additional command for add unofficial, which can also pull data from limitless tournaments. And all that data does need, at this point, it does need to be done manually by me. I add all that data to the uh, LabMouse uh, code and data repository which you can find on the Twitter page. 
And for the limitless tournaments, I usually restrict that data to tournaments that have at least over 100 players. All right, so we got to make sure that Tony knows that that's our number to hit in AOX2 is that uh, we got to make sure to have over 100 every time. But that that's really neat. So a couple things I wanted to, to hit on there, but ultimately the, the question that I have that's really been, that I've been so curious about, why did you put this together? Oh, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, one of the main ones is that I was just annoyed. Okay. That's usually how innovation starts, you know? There's a yeah, problem you're having. Absolutely. But Picolytics is like a great resource for seeing what is popular on Pokemon Showdown. But from what we've seen, uh, Showdown is not a really good reflection of tournaments. While uh, vice versa, the tournaments actually have a massive impact on what you see in Showdown. And... Unfortunately for tournaments, the only data that we typically see is the top 12 used Pokemon on the live streams and also teams that are posted on Victory Road. But those teams are usually limited to the top of roughly 128 and not the full team sets. And so I just wanted to be able to give more information. On top of that, there's always been so many content creators who say that there's these trends, like there's a downwards trend in Palafin or an upwards trend in Iron Hands, but that's all they say and they don't actually provide any data to back that up. That's just from their perspective when they were playing, and if they just happen to not run into it, that might skew their perspective. So I wanted to be able to provide some data that would actually back that up. Wow. You know, Tim, I just want to say on behalf of the whole Pokemon community, which I speak for often, thank you. We'll hold for applause right now. Yeah, this is this is really cool. And like looking at the information that you are able to provide based on what you're like what you're having is as someone like myself, I am a horrifically bad team builder. Like truly. Like and, and I'm not just like fishing for compliments or anything, but like no, I'm, he's right. I'm I'm not. Yeah, bad. it's really bad. Like I <laughs> I am a leech when it comes to picking up somebody else's team and trying to play it. So the fact that you're I'm able to better like, than you are. <laughs> <laughs> so like I love the section of the common course because you can see what people are doing where you can like put them together, and it's like yeah, you can scroll through Victory Road and you can see that, and that's where New Balance comes from or Old Balance or like Rain or something like that. But being able to see like you know. A common four or a common five that people are are commonly running is you can either use that to your advantage to build with or build against. And I think that that's that's a really neat way to put a great visual to the uh, the information that you're having. So how'd you decide on these these aspects of it? So we have like the top teams, the top Pokemon, the top pairs, cores, items, and terra types. Uh, this actually started. Uh, way back in Gen 8, when uh, so I am a mod for the Discord group Little Root Lessons, and back then they were running quite a few tournaments, and I wanted to do something similar to this. And I, I wrote the code, and at that point, uh, I was just going to say, okay, I'm just going to give a complete breakdown of absolutely everything, and it produced like 14 files of just absolutely everything you could ever ask. And it was just, uh, it was good, but also a little bit overwhelming to a lot of people. And also back then we did not really have open team sheets, which made it much harder to actually gather the data. 
So at that point, it kind of took a back seat. But when I was able to revisit it in Gen 9 with the open team sheets, I realized, okay, a lot of people just care about the teams. And then a smaller handful actually want the proper statistics. And so I really wanted to just narrow down the the key things that people want when they're making a team. I mean, like, these are definitely like the most the, the most important ones that that you would want to see, which is cool because then like because you can look at it at the at the you know higher level of like the entire tournament, or you can look at the specific Pokemon level, and it gives you that direct information as well. Like I pulled up information on Iron Bundle, right, and it gives you like the top abilities. Terra types, teammates, moves, items, which are all really, really important because like with Picolytics, we mentioned, I still don't think that they show Terra types on there. So being able to utilize Lab Mouse and get a sense of like, this is what people are using most frequently is very, very helpful. I don't know if anybody else will necessarily be as excited about this. I know will, will be. How did you put it together? I, I like like what how did you build it? Like what what language did you use? Is there like a Discord bot builder or something out there that you were able to have this go like work with the pastebin that you create? Okay, so interesting premise to this project was I wanted to work on a for anyone who is a developer and pretty much anyone in general, you'll know that I am. <laughs> there, there has been uh, a surge in people using ChatGPT, and it, it is something that I was kind of hesitant to using for a long time. And uh, at one point at my work, I asked someone a question, and he proceeded to just ask ChatGPT for me, and it solved it. And so it turned into a I want to get more comfortable using ChatGPT. And so that's kind of where this project started because it is doing a lot of HTML uh, parsing to actually get this data off of RK9 and Limitless. And I knew nothing about how to do that. So ChatGPT gave me some great starting points. But uh, wow. a, yeah, a lot of this code is written, uh, well, it is entirely written in Python just because it started off as a pretty small project and it's easy enough to use. Python's probably the right call. That was my guess too. Mm -hmm. Python also has a built-in library for being able to take some data and uh, just send it to automatically create a pokey paste. So right. that was super helpful with being able to produce those teams for people. That's cool. Do you have like a GitHub for it? Do you, are you open to contributions from the community if people have them? Uh, there is a GitHub. It's not public access, just because I don't want to break anything that is hooked up directly to the the GitHub account is hooked directly to where I am hosting it on Heroku. So yeah. any any changes I make are immediately live. <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, there's no better place to test than Prod. <laughs> no, I, I do ha I do have a way of testing it before pushing the changes, but yeah. <laughs> That's that so funny. Sure. I totally understand coding. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into like looking at regulation D through this lab mouse microscope, you mentioned before that, you know, in its current state, you are loading things manually, which suggests to me that you have hope that that may not necessarily be the case moving forward or like in the future at some point. So like ultimately, 
where do you see Lab Mouse going and how do you see it developing for the future? Uh, well, like I said before, is I think I'm at a good point where there's no more immediate updates. I think that with the most recent search commands, which uh, lets you put in multiple Pokemon and it gives you all the teams that contain those Pokemon, I think that is the the last major update I wanted for this point, but I'm also reaching and finding limitations in using a Discord bot, especially with just the with something like the search command due to Pokemon like Fluttermane and all the Paradox Pokemon that now have a space in them, it becomes more complex for parsing the information. So in order to properly parse the command, you need to say Pokemon equals Fluttermane space Pokemon equals Urshifu. And it just gets to some very lengthy commands, which it just makes it harder for the average user to use. So I think... I, I haven't actually looked into it at all yet, and I'm primarily a backend developer, so I have no experience with this. But I think the the next major step would be to start working on creating a a proper database and long term a good website for it. That's an interesting bug because I know I got so frustrated in Sword and Shield last year because Picolytics would have the same issue with the uh, taboos a lot of the time. It wouldn't like True. work the way I'd expect in the team builder. And I was sitting there like, oh, it's definitely because the space in the name is throwing them off somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that also too, like potentially having it, your own website dedicated to it, that would be really neat because you can do even more stuff with that. And plus too, it's like you're going to, it's the longer that this exists, it's just going to continue to grow the compendium of pastes and data that you're able to, to add. So like theoretically in, in that, in that respect, it's just going to continue to get better and better with the information that's able to pull from and give people information about the regulation that they're looking at. Yeah. And back to what you said about uh, not doing it manually. Yeah. Ideally long-term, if I could create the website, then we could have people being able to run this stuff on the website and have it automatically added to the database rather than me having to do it manually. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Yeah. Cause then you can have even more teams to be able mm-hmm. to look at. So cool. Okay. That is, that is lab mouse. And if you uh, are not part, if, if you rather, if you're a part of our community, we have it installed with the VGC trainer school discord. So we have a specific channel that is dedicated to, to it, which is really cool. If you are not part of the community, definitely do come check it out because it is an invaluable tool that I guarantee is going to only only help and benefit your team building moving forward. So definitely come check it out. I know that I, I've started using it briefly, um, or like just like a little bit here and there. But like the, every time I, I think about something, like oh, I wonder if it's able to produce this. Like even just looking at Iron Bundle information was really, really eye opening. And then being able to see that you can type in a bunch of different Pokemon and say, oh, it'll you know here's some here's teams that utilize these. Like that's that's so cool. So to to echo what Spicer said, thank you very much for putting this together. This is quite quite the great tool for sure so speaking of spicer how many tandem mouses were harmed in the process of making this (laughs) i'm sorry just keep going (laughs) so pivoting to regulation d able to use utilize this tool for that is going to be great because nothing official as of now so being able to look at the limitless 
uh, tournaments is 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 really important. So we pulled together, or Will, thank you very much for pulling together this information here. And then Tim, you said that you had pulled in some notes also. So do we want to, we can look at some of the larger uh, tournaments for regulation D, see some like the common cores and how they are going to maybe shape what the next few months are going to look like. Or Tim, were there specific, was there a specific stuff that you wanted to cover based on what you, the notes you had written down? The main things I had just written down were some of the top Pokemon, some of the notable cores, and also a couple items that had shown up that uh, we didn't see previously in reg- in the regulation C. Okay, let's start with there. Let's let's start there then. What is what are some of the top Pokemon for regulation D? All right. Uh, well, I took the the average usage rates from the the Beanie Brawl, the the Nino Scarlets and Violet uh, Freaky Friday as well as your recent tournament. So those are the three largest regulation D tournaments to date, I believe. And from those, the uh, the average results uh, were Urshifu, Rapid Strike, and number one, with 56% uh, usage. Fluttermane in number two with 48. Tornadus in number three with 38. Amoongus in fourth place with 35%. Heatran just behind Amoongus, also at 35%. Rillaboom at number six with 31. Uh, Chien Pao at number seven with 27%. Cresselia at eighth with 22%. Landorus T in ninth with 21. And Dragonite at 10th with 19%. And then just behind those were. Uh, 11th to 14th, Ursaluna, Iron Hands, Regieliki, and Thunderous. Okay. A lot of that makes sense. I am actually kind of surprised to see Fluttermane at number two. And like, it's weird to think that 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 seems odd, but it seemed at least early on, and maybe it was just new toy syndrome, but it felt like it had slipped a little bit. But because of the fact that Urshifus are so popular, it would also make sense that it's just going to shoot right back up in usage because it's such a great counter to them. What do you guys think? Or just like of, of like what stands out to that that list of Pokemon for you guys? I think the Urshifu domination really stands out. I think everyone knew it was good in Sword and Shield. I think now people are realizing how broken its ability is without Dynamax, and it mm-hmm. is just so tough to deal with. And it, it's different when it's uh, not hitting something that has double HP. Now it just kills everything. Right. And Max Guard could actually block the ability, but now you have nothing. Yeah, that's true. And which I is think... why we see Tailwind Hyper Offense on top. I think uh, Partial's success for it is also due to Tornadus just giving the Rain Dance, Tailwind, as well as being able to go Terra Water. It can just annihilate anything in its path. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Which I think is why like Ursa Luna is not like on top as we thought it would be, is because it can't protect turn one as easily. Yeah, that's a good call because it needs that one turn to get the flame orb, but you can't actually just sit there and protect. You're just gonna eat the surging strikes and probably die. Right. I saw that on Lab Mouse. It, its fourth most common Terra was water, and I was surprised by that because I feel like it needs it for Urshifu. I don't know. In a uh, similar vein to Ursaluna with the uh, Ruinous Pokemon, we saw a massive drop in Ting Lu and 
why am I trying to blank on uh, the goldfish? To you. To you. To you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Because both their types are weak to or, uh, Urshifu. Yeah, that's a good point. And which is interesting too, because like with Chi Yu, I kind of thought that it was going to stay high in usage because of all the special attackers that were coming into the format, such as you know all the genies with their their double hit abilities with Reggie Lecky, and then also the fact that the bears in the Urshis have pretty low special defense. <laughs> I guess. It doesn't necessarily need to go like it, it's not going to go much lower to where it already is. But I kind of thought that she was just going to stay where it was. But yeah, it definitely feels like it's it's dropped a bit, which is a little surprising to me because it's it shot up and like it continued to increase every single tournament in regulation C and then became like the dominant fire type over the last you know several weeks. Yeah, I guess now people prefer Heatran. And I wonder if as she was dropping. That's probably why Ting Lu is also dropping because people are like, I don't really need this thing as much anymore. I don't have to worry about Chi Yu. Very true. It, it, it's odd to me that Heatran has just totally replaced it, but yet is still just as weak to close combat. I think it's got to be like some shiny new toy stuff, right? I don't know. Heatran's also a little bulkier than Chi Yu, especially mm. on the physical side. I feel like if you terrorastalize Heatran, it has a better chance of surviving than Chi Yu. Yeah. Uh, Terragrass Heatran is a very common thing, especially with Flash Fire. Right. And I think that's that's the really the big key is because where Chi Yu, it felt like, was running Terra Grass or Terra Water defensively and then was running, or, like, or Terra Ghost running defensively, I feel like Heatran can run Terra Grass defensively, but also offensively. Like, I've seen Terra Blast Grass heatran semi-frequently from the amount that i've played but being able to have acts like just completely nullify that ground weakness plus the flash fire i mean we saw it on Sarah edge and armor rouge for you know all of gen 9 at this point i think that makes it really good and then also the bulk that you mentioned too it's in like the top five of every single category for a fire type for all of the stats except for attack and speed like it's just it's got great bulk all the way around, and it's it's very well rounded in that regard. So I, it's just I kind of think that it's maybe just better than Chiyu at this point. Yeah, I remember when like Reg D was announced and we knew Heatran was going to be legal, and I kind of looked and I was like, I don't know if there was any mod that was more meant for Terra than this one. Like Terra Grass is just such a perfect Terra type for it. Right, like Armoration Cerule Edge. It's even better though because it's got the four times right. weakness that becomes a resistance yeah. now. It's definitely better. It's like the legendary statted version. Right. I was just going to say, it also fits into the Firewater Grass Core a lot better than Chiyu did. Mm. Yep. And it also beats Fluttermane. Whereas the Armorous uh, and Sarah Ledge had to Terra away to be able to be like able to handle Fluttermane because they were both weak to the, sh- the, uh, the ghost side of it. And then even Chiyu, I mean... It's it resists ghost, but it's neutral to to fairy, whereas Heatran is quad resisting the fairy, the fairy stab, and is neutral to ghost. And typically, they are not running Terra Ghost Shadow Ball. It's Terra Fairy, you know, Moonblast. So it's like you're resisting the one of the biggest nukes that we saw in VGC this year. Yep. 
and it pairs so well with the Rillaboom also. It like likes that grassy terrain recovery. It likes Earthquake being weakened. It just like, I don't know, it fits so well in the meta. I'm sold on Heatran, but not my team. Yeah, I think we might be on something with this Heatran. We should maybe not tell everyone. <laughs> and I'm glad you brought up Rillaboom because that was something that we had talked about as a group sort of offline was I thought for sure that losing gl- Grassy Glide was going to dramatically bring down the usage of Rillaboom. But Grassy Terrain is really, really good. Giving it access to, you know, Pivot is great right now with U-Turn. It still gets Fake Out. I mean, you know, Terra, it, it, it's great with Terra Fire as well. And then, you know, you have Assault Vest on it. It's it it were drum beating is is fits in right now really well because in VGC of uh 2023 speed control is so important. Yeah, I thought losing Grassy Glide was like a death sentence for Rillaboom. I'm like still so surprised. I mean it makes sense looking at all the tools it has, but going in, I was like, oh wow, they made that thing irrelevant. Oh well. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I would guess that maybe one of the main reasons is because it's at the moment one of the best checks to Urshifu Rapid Strike. Mm-hmm. Mm. Agreed. And then there's Amoongus, ever popular. Yeah. And with, I mean, Rocky Helmets picking back up in usage as well, that is definitely not surprising considering that you're trying to, there's just such been such an influx of physical attackers, but also multi hit physical attackers, specifically with Urshifu Rapid Strike. So that's kind of interesting that you're seeing Rocky Helmet on some very odd Pokemon. Like I saw it on a mouse hole the other day. Which I thought was kind of interesting. This is another good point with why Ting Lu is more dead. I feel like and Chiyu, like special attacking is just not as good as it was last regulation. Yeah, yeah. There's so much physical, which is also why uh, Chan Pao is still thriving as one of the the last remaining mm-hmm. ruinous Pokemon in top ten. Oh yeah, it seems like it's only getting better. Yeah, this was like the first combo people identified in the preseason, but <laughs> it's still here. Yeah. Well, because I mean, when you think about it, it's like. Not only did Urshifu like not only doesn't have to contend with double HP, but now it's like I'm always critting, I'm always going through protect, and also your defenses are 75% of what they were. Like it's just it it's such a it's such a perfect pairing just to have Chen Pao sit there. I'm honestly waiting for the impish 252-252 Chen Pao set. Where it just sits there with like leftovers or something like that. That way it can what? it can maximize like recover like, Chen Pao. It gets it like in the sense what? that just have it, just have it just oh sit gosh. there. That way that you can have that dropped defense for as absolutely long as possible. You know, maybe that's a little bit of a meme, but you know, yeah, not super crazy. Yeah, I mean, you also like with Urshifu, water and ice is really good coverage. And then you have the double priority with Aqua Jet and Sucker Punch. Right. Just like, I think you create so many pins with those two. Mm-hmm. You Ice Spinner, those real booms and Amoonguses. Yeah, exactly. Any other uh, Pokemon in the top 10 or the, of those that you listed stand out to you, Tim? I think that uh, Cresselia in number eight is interesting. I think it and Ursuluna are a fantastic combo that is unfortunately very. Uh, Ursuluna is just so threatened by Urshifu Rapid Strike, and we haven't used real hard Trick Room in quite a while. That is just going to take people a little bit longer in the season to really get used to it. 
there'll probably be a phase when like people go with so many hard Urshifu counters that eventually it's good again. I do like the the Cress Ursaluna core because they work so well together. Like you said, you like levitate with earthquake. You have like lunar, what is it? Is it it's lunar blessing, right? Not lunar dance. Yeah. Lunar blessing. Yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. one. Lunar blessing is so cool with with when it's paired with Ursaluna, especially with it with with Trick Room, because you can heal off, you can like you can heal up plus remove the burn, and then flame orb still ticks, but you don't actually take any damage from it. Because it, it activates after the the turn is already concluded, and then of course you don't necessarily need Trick Room with Cress because huh. it gets like Helping Hand, Icy Wind, Psy Shock, Ice Beam, like just like a bunch of other uh, um, a bunch of other attacks. You don't necessarily need Trick Room on it, or if you just want to run like a Gothitelle, just like to reverse Trick Room. I think Cress is very good, especially since another Pokemon that benefits so well from. Terra even more so than it did before because like you could theoretically run like steel poison electric or, or normal electric exactly so yeah. it just has like you can reduce its weaknesses to such a low de- lo- such low degree yeah I think Swamp made this point in Discord recently but like something like that's really good for Crest because it doesn't need resistances it just needs to not have weaknesses and then it can rely on its natural bulk right I felt like before Gen 9 came out, we were all like, Levitate Electric is going to be so good, but it hasn't been like so good until now. Yeah, I agree. I think Crest just takes advantage of it so well because it's just so bulky. Yeah. One other uh, terrifying thing in its moveset, we saw it a little bit with Armor Rouge, but not really just because it was really running into four move slot syndrome, is that Cresselia gets ally switch. <laughs> yep, that's true. Yeah, that's Jake's favorite move. I Jake's hate number that. one ally switch. Bench. Oh, I hate that move so much. Yeah, it and like, it did, it did. But and the thing is, too, it works so perfectly with Ursaluna because it's like, oh, where are you going to throw your shadow ball? Are you going to throw it at the thing that's immune to it? Or are you going to throw the thing that's super effective? Oh, it's on the other side now. Great job. Or yeah, like, where's your drain punch going? Yeah, where, where's your yeah, where's your close combat going? Where's your you know? It's a good point. And like again, you don't need trick room on it because it because it has such a great variety of other moves. Like, yeah, it's it's really good. I could see that as something that continues to to creep up that those usage rates and be in the top five, top three by the end, just because it's like it could be one of those things that. Yes, it's a mono psychic type, but it could legitimately fit onto any team and do anything that you wanted to. It it like alone is bringing back the psychic type. Yeah, and like the flex trick room teams, which I feel like we haven't really seen through uh, Scarlet Violet so far. And it's also kind of bringing back chalk. With yeah, like, sure is. Like Landorus isn't as popular as it was then, but it's still pretty popular. Obviously, we don't have Kangaskhan. So I have a proposition. Instead, we co- we have Urshifu, right? And mm-hmm. we have Cresselia or Chimpao. We just call it Chula. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is the only word. We'll workshop it. <laughs> it's a real word. It means like a, a cute or pretty woman in Spanish. <laughs> Okay. I feel like you're trying to get us in trouble somehow. <laughs> no, why would we get in trouble for that? We get all <laughs> look, look. I I invented it. If anybody says it again, it's because of me. Anyway, I th- I think there's there could be there could be something there. We'll we'll see. Okay, so those are some of the top Pokemon. What about some of those top cores that you had mentioned, Tim? Uh, well, one of the most popular ones has definitely been 
Uh, uh, just looking at uh, cores of three, Urshifu, okay. Rapid Strike, Tornadus, and Flurmane have been a really popular one. Uh, and that's partially because the first two are just a fantastic pair, and then Flutter is just still on every team. We're also seeing a lot of balance Firewater Grass cores with Urshifu, Rapid Strike, Heatran, Rillaboom. So all new Pokemon. You sometimes see the Amoongus instead of Rillaboom, but that's uh, the Firewater Grass core has just gone stronger. And then also Urshifu, Rapid Strike, Dragonite, Chan Pao. Yeah, that last one terrifies me. Truly, yeah. like because like yeah. the, the thing that you were always able to do with uh with like the, the the Chen Pao Dragonite, you know, defending against that is trying to get them to play the protect game or, you know, have like a, a ghost type in there for like to block the, the extreme speed. But I can't even do that. They just have great coverage with each other. And then pff, so much priority. Like if you don't need like you doesn't matter if you outspeed them or not, you know. Yeah, I'm looking at our uh, VGC Trainer School Open that we recently had, and that was a top core was 18% of teams for us. So like almost one in five teams have the those terrifying three. Yeah. Then looking at uh, cores of four, we had it's all Urshifu Rapid Strike. <laughs> it's all, it's everywhere. Urshifu Rapid Strike, Tornadus, Fluttermane, Chien Pao. Also Urshifu Rapid Strike, Dragonite, Chien Pao, Fluttermane. And then the what we saw a lot of in Regulation C was Firewater, Grass, plus Flutter. So Urshifu, Rapid Strike, Heatran, Rillaboom, Fluttermane. It's, that's just a really solid set of four to uh, build off of. Yeah, seems like it. I I was definitely right when I picked the, well, the water style in Gen 8. Yeah, <laughs> I did not. I picked the other one, which I think the other one was like more popular. In it the was, right? and then yeah. water kind of caught up towards the end. Correct. Yeah, I just I saw the future. I was like, yeah, this yeah. Is I didn't. I specifically looked and was like, oh yeah, the dark one's more popular. I'm gonna go with that one, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, all fighting dark is just a very good, very good offensive typing yeah. in general, and I think that, that was probably a, a good, a good reason for it. But also, yeah, I mean, Kelly Rex being pretty big was important too. Flutter main is probably the main thing holding single strike back right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because there was no like fairy fairy was good, but the the only the only tapu that really came into its own in Gen 8 was Finny, right? Like Coco and Lele both fell off and I think that there's a fourth tapu a fourth tapu, <laughs> but like I'm not I think it's tapu boom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, like, you know, but now that you have, now that you have a flutter, you have flutter main that literally just does. If it's on any team, you're just like, oh, I need, I need something. I need a sixth, and you just put that on there. So that's that's probably, that's probably why. Although I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing like I don't know, Steel Terra, Dark Urshifu or something with like it gets Iron Head right. Or even like poison, because I know it gets poison jab. It gets poison jab, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. that one. It probably gets mm-hmm. iron head. On the, the Nino Scarlet Freaky Friday, uh, there was a dark Urshifu that got seconds. So it's not bad. It's just a little trickier. Right. I mean, having access to Sucker Punch is always good. So there's yeah. definitely something there. Especially because like they're also just yes. A super like taking a super effective dazzling gleam or moon glass blue moon blast you don't want to do. But if you're Terra Dark with Sucker Punch, 
I mean, you're doing a lot of damage. So it's maybe you're able to bust through that, you know, the flutter main. Yeah, I also wonder how much it matters with their terrible special defense. Like, I imagine it brings either Shifu down to Sash, right? Uh, I think I heard you had to tear a Dazzling Gleam for that to Oko, but the Moonblast does. I don't know. Someone should run some calcs. I don't know. We'll check that later and then cut that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> the one thing that we haven't really talked about, except in the beginning, was the genies. So you mentioned that uh, Torn, uh, Tornadus incarnate being in that top core, uh, Tim. So obviously Prankster is really great. Prankster Tailwind is even better. And then it gets access to things like you know Taunt, Rain Dance, and then it's new ability or a like, new damage in Liquid like, Storm. Liquid Storm that makes it makes it a, a phenomenal addition to any team really. Is this is this the regulation that Talon Flame just goes away? That we're finally done dealing with the fact that, like, you know what, it's really not that good. Oh, probably that I mean Murkrow has already seen a decline, but I think that Tornadus really just does everything those two do, but better. It also gets access to every single weather now. Yes. Yeah, we finally have Prankster Sand, which is cool. But yeah, I, I think that like the the existence of all the genies is is, is pretty neat. Especially since like 100% accuracy to, what is it, 100 base power, double target in the rain. That's pretty cool. Especially when they have like additional abilities and, and whatnot. It's uh, it's neat that, that they got those. And we're probably it's probably what's going to make rain very, very popular in Regulation D. Landorus Incarnate might actually end up becoming more popular than uh, Tarion. Just because, yeah, just because of its new move, uh, it does have a secondary effect, and it has sheer force. Mm -hmm. So you can just say, "I don't care about the burn. I'm just going to deal a ton of damage." Yeah, on my like four genie meme team, like it's for real. Like if I get the gravity or the rain up, and then Sand Seer Storm just gets the like two Okos, and I can come back from one Mon, or like you know two double Okos. It's insane. Especially if they're in gravity, they're going to die. If they're Bam. like um, thunderous. Yeah, and I mean, Landorus Therian did get access now to Stomping Tantrum, which is cool. I don't think it had that in Gen 8. It had to rely on like Earthquake and oh, stuff. I think you're right. So that is kind of neat because High Horse or um, Stomping Tantrum is not uh decreased its ability or like decreased its damage by the existence of grassy terrain which is neat so like your heatran is not safe in front of landorus the way that you might think it would be with grassy terrain present okay anything else on those pairs to mention anything that surprises you any of those cores i guess not really anything else. We're seeing a lot of combinations of those top 10 Pokemon. Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting that we saw not a ton of it, but in the, the Nino Scarlet tournament, we did see a uh, a little bit of a resurgence in Indeedee. And because of Indeedee, we also saw a slight increase in Armor Rouge. 
I could see I could see those coming back, especially if Ting Lu drops in usage, right? Because that's what really held them back for so long. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And with uh, Psychic Terrain to just fight with Grassy Terrain and mm-hmm. it still being the only expanding force user, I don't think that they will, they're, they're never going to be top 10 again, but I think that they will see at least some usage in Trick Room teams. Yeah. I yeah, definitely I think that there, there are things to look out for on the ladder, for sure, because in a best of one, those two, it doesn't matter what regulation it is. There's a chance, like there, there's a very good possibility that they're going to get up trick room no matter what. Unless you're like me and you have two taunt. That's users. true. That's true. <laughs> you lead double taunt because trick room is everywhere in regulation D. I literally like lead double taunt in most games because they always have mental herb on their crest. If they go dark terra crest, I will just cry. <laughs> <laughs> also important to note for anybody who is unaware of the speed tiers between Rillaboom and Indidi female, they are exactly the same. So you are having speed ties on which terrain goes up last. So something to keep in mind when uh, when picking that, because like if you want to because it like with Rillaboom now, it becomes it becomes difficult. Are you guys running 31 IVs in in Rillaboom because it doesn't have access to Grassy Glide where it did before? So like you could say, you know, it doesn't matter if I have any speed in there, so I might as well try and have my terrain go up last. Or are you saying, no, I need it because I needed to be able to go first since I don't have that priority? Or has it not really come up because NDD hasn't really come up as much? Um, Four genies, baby. True. Let me, yeah. Let me, let me take a look across these last ones. NDD, uh, Beanie Brawl, we saw six of them. Oh, well, in the, the Nino Scarlet Violet, we actually saw 21. And we 21 saw NDD females? Yeah, in 21 in DD females. Wow. It sounds like it's time to bring back Misty Terrain, Screamtail, slash Grimmsnarl. <laughs> yeah. So sad that we didn't get a Misty Terrain setter. Yeah, I miss. But with Weezy. the manual Terrain setter, then it doesn't matter when they switch in. True. You're getting... Yeah. Thunderous can now run Prankster uh, Electric Terrain for all of the Paradox Pokemon. Yeah. I know. I'm surprised we haven't seen anything with that pop up. I'm sure we'll see something. I'm so excited by Thunderous Incarnate in this in this generation. I think it I think it really can can do a lot because of the fact that it has such a great double target attack plus all of its prankster moves like Thunder Wave, Eerie Impulse, Electric Terrain, act, and then actually have Pokemon that can benefit from it. I think it's pretty cool. Pair it with that Enamorous. Run for Genie's contrary Enamorous. Oh jeez. <laughs> Get that gravity of a springtide storm. I need to only look regret at that there's not a fifth genie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop me now. I don't think that that combo is as good as everybody thought it was at first. Just saying from using it a lot. Something that I'm also interested by, uh, Will, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. Is Iron Bundle in the top 10? I don't think it is. I don't it, think it is. I think somebody posted that recently that it's not. I It'll don't believe back. it is. It placed at the Nino Scarlet Violet. It placed twenty third in usage. Uh, there is eleven of them. In the uh, Beanie Brawl, it was fifteenth with thirteen. And in your 
your tournament, the uh, trainer school open, it got 16th. Okay. I, yeah, I think the prankster tailwind hurts it. Yeah. See, I I wouldn't be surprised if that turns into if it goes away from like the booster energy icy wind and go and switches more, maybe more to that like choice spec set or something. Yeah, along you those do line. choice specs with uh, electric terrain, uh, thunderous eye. Yeah, you could do that, or you could run you know choice specs next to priority hail. Which which could be kind of cool for like specs blizzard when people wouldn't be expecting it. I don't know. I think I think that there's something still there because bundle. I think is there's no way that it's going to have a fall off mm. from being such a dominant Pokemon like consistently in the top five of every single tournament in usage, and then just fall outside the top ten for regulation D. That's just my thing. We could also see a. Uh... Uh, usage or an increase of usage in covert cloak because we're going to see a lot more fake out rillaboom yeah, that's also a good point yeah now instead of one good fake outer we have two mm-hmm. and Even then it also like we had hands who was didn't always run fake out rillaboom was always going to be running fake out yes that that, that is a good point because like assault vest is just the the such a great ability on that or uh, item rather does uh does it does rillaboom get sword stance like, does it get a boosting, a boosting move outside of something like? Does it get bulk up? Yeah, I think it gets bulk up. I want to say. Yeah, that's weak. I think it usually has a soul vest. Yeah, bulk up. Oh, it does get swords dance. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe you know what? Bulk up, or I'm sorry, swords dance in grassy terrain with like leftovers or citrus berry or something like that. Maybe there's something there, and you don't necessarily need to run fake out because of the fact that you're getting that recovery. Because like plus two wood hammer in grassy terrain, that's that's a lot of damage. Yep. Yeah, imagine it's still on glide with swords dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and terra. Terra grass with plus two uh, grassy glides. Oh no. Or even trailblaze at plus two. That could be that could be kind of a fun set to get like the plus one speed, although you're not really doing much with that. Okay, so looking at some of that information that you're able to provide for us tim uh so you said that like the last piece there was there were some surprise items that popped up perhaps nothing too amazing we did uh the main things were that for a lot of regulation c we saw that the number one item on all teams was assault fest and we're actually seeing a uh number what was what was it in fresno it was uh, number focus sash was the fourth most used item and it's kind of jumped up to number one and that's probably partially because of urshifu rapid strike because if you're not running mystic water or band it's probably focus sash right uh, some of those other ones are uh, rocky helmets seeing a huge surge in that yep. and that's probably going on all the redirect users so amungus and mousehold and then lastly, Covert Cloak, which I think pretty much, I mean, with Landorus being, uh, sorry, not Landorus, Tornadus being in the top uh, top three usage in almost every tournament so far, almost all of them are running Covert Cloak. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like that absolutely makes sense for Fake Out, but also in the mirror, you're not getting the drop in speed necessarily, just in the event that you get the 30% chance hit on you. That that is cool. And I think that the the, the Rocky helmet is, is like interesting because there is a lot of bulk that's been added. 
I on one of the teams that I was playing with, I had Rocky Helmet on Zapdos. And like that's fun to just kind of sit there and roost and have somebody like, you know, it's like stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. <laughs> they just like damage themselves over and over again. And uh it's a good way to sort of finesse a uh, an Urshifu rapid strike without necessarily needing to hit it for Thunderbolt. But that's uh that's interesting. I'm I'm curious how those how the item changes are gonna continue to to move. Okay. Do you guys have any additional stuff that you want to talk about before we wrap it up? No, we got this regulation figured out. Yeah. <laughs> there will be no changes from here on out. Regulation <laughs> done, right? Uh, <laughs> only other one I can think of that's maybe worth discussion. Two of them. Zapdos and Tisui and Gudra. Yes. I I just mentioned Zapdos. I love Zapdos. It's one of my favorite Pokemon. I think it's better than its placing currently, or at least in usage. And... uh I can see the thing doing really well. I feel like Zapdos is like the I am inevitable gif, or it's like <laughs> it'll find a role in any meta that it's in. It just yeah. always finds a way to be useful. Yep. Luckily, we still have Gyarados, Arcanine, and Zapdos, so that Gen 1 is never <laughs> totally forgotten. <laughs> and Dragonite, Don't of course. forgot Dragonite, yeah. Dragonite, <laughs> Dragonite is not even a thing so random. <laughs> it's making up for lost time. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Hisui and Gudra is, at the moment, one of the best counters to Urshifu Rapid Strike just because of shell armor. True. So it can actually get that acid armor up and actually benefit from it because it's not critting through any uh, defense boosts. Right. And it's also yeah. resisting them in addition to not allowing the crit. Yep. Does have to worry about the uh, Sacred Sword from Chen Pao, though. That's true. Yeah. But hot take, you throw it beside Wo Qian, the lower attack. Whoa. And then you have uh you have Wo Qian's tablets of ruin to lower attack. You have the um acid armor to raise his defense, and then you also have uh leech seed, pollen puff, and life dew to keep your guys healthy. Yep. I can also see that working very well with uh Water Terra Amoongus. That way oh, you can yeah, also pretty easily uh, redirect those sacred swords and icy, you know, uh, ice spinners and whatnot. I can't wait to taunt all those things. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. True. Yeah. True. All right, cool. Well, that was our discussion on with Lab Mouse looking at Regulation D. I am very, very excited for what it's going to turn into with this new influx of Pokemon. It's really going to be like the wild West for this first month of July. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. So definitely to make sure that you stay on top of it, check out lab mouse and uh, check out some limitless, check out our discord and see what's going on get some uh, best of threes in some team building advice, some ideas on what to do next. And you'll be regulation dominating in no time. So thank you again, guys, for coming on. I really do appreciate it. So we will say our goodbyes. We'll start with you, Tim. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a wonderful chatting with you guys. Thank you so much. And Will? Thanks for having me. See you guys later. Sounds good. And Spicer? See you, Space Cowboys. 
And thank you all very much for listening. We always certainly appreciate it. If you have any suggestions for some additional Pokemon to be on the lookout for for Regulation D, please let us know at our email address at trainersschoolpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Besides that, have a great day. Enjoy the rest of whatever time period you are listening to this in. Class dismissed.